I know. That's how I like this it. This is my domain. <laughs> Welcome. You have like icicles hanging from yeah, your Yeah, it's head. so good. It's so good. So that's, that's it's my not, story. It's not icicles. Yeah, I, oh. I fling snot on one side of the wall. and You made it gross. And then right. it's going to build up. Interesting. It's free plaster, dude. Your body grows everything you need to take care of your house. <laughs> free plaster? Yeah. <laughs> Spending too much of my monthly budget you, on you plaster. Rip your, you rip your nose hairs out, eventually you have a, you know, oh, like a, a shirt. Or a wig. Okay. Dave gets it. I'm getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting out of this. Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 106. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, and joining me today, two janky journalists who compulsively check their watches while sitting in the loo. Dave Gribba. That's me. Hey, Dad Colada. I don't think I, like, ever checked my watch in that game. What? How did You're you... St- you get paged uh, at 10 minutes too. No, did I... I don't... I'm already hating everything you're saying. Did I take what? Who needs to know the time? The time of this. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We, we are. We just came in so hot. We're came in hot. <laughs> we we. There's no structure. <laughs> no. Well, this is gonna be, listener settle. This is gonna be yeah. a hot podcast. This is gonna be well, hot. Lot hot stuff going on. <laughs> lots of hot takes. Lots of we play, lots of. We play the occupation. Take. We play the occupation. It's White a video game. games. It's a video game. Yeah. Definitely opinions about it. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, things. Yeah, it, it's got things. But that will be for the main topic. Before then, we usually check in. And I think we need to talk about, we're recording this on uh, July 24th. It, yesterday was the big Xbox next-gen reveal. It was so big. It was so huge. <laughs> it was dinosauric. One the budget say. was large. There was a budget. <laughs> they, money this, was spent. I will say show. they probably spent the most money they could have spent on a remote event. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure they could have had more. They could have had like someone burst through a wall. That, like on slick. That happened. Did the Kool Aid Man? That dude came through and he landed on the podium. Was this uh, uh, Ubisoft? Was it? No. Yeah. Wait, you're you thinking know, no, three. There's he fell. You're thinking of uh, a falling man. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. A falling I mean, man. he fell scripted. God, I miss those things. Right. <laughs> That's the, the thing we missed from this. They're already so far away. They are so far away. But, so, we'll just kind of give some, some brief thoughts. Uh, I'll give a quick rundown, if it's okay, what yeah, they showed. Please remind the listener of what the Xbox event was, because by now it's so far in their past. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah, it's just so this will be a few weeks. But, so, yeah. they showed Halo, the big final reveal, Halo Infinite. A lot of controversy about it, but we'll talk about it. Holiday 2020. Uh, they showed State of Decay 3, uh, no date, CD trailer, looks like State of Decay. Uh, Forza, no release date, really didn't show any gameplay, which was surprising. Everwild is that new game from Rare that looks like spirit animal, colorful things, something. <laughs> you sound so <laughs> gripped by all these ideas. I mean, it looked cool, I must say, but I don't like know what they get. Anyway. Uh, Hellblade 2, they showed a, kind of what they showed already. It was more of like a developer's diary thing with this documentary coming out. Uh, brief mention of Ori, then now it's 120 frames per second. Oh, oh. We, have to, we have to hone in on that. Is that the time is now? Well, well let me just run All right, please, because I have... Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me why. Uh, money hatted by Microsoft, made by Dota, the guys who made Life is Strange. Uh, As Dusk Falls, made by a former Quantum Dream team. Uh, Obsidian showed a few things. Outer Wilds DLC still coming. They have the game Grounded, which I think... Might be good for us, just saying. But we'll discuss that later. Uh, and they sneaked Avowed, some Skyrim-looking RPG. 
Psychonauts 2 made a show and again is being delayed again to 2021 now. What game sure. Psychonauts 2. Oh. A game I actually kind of want to play. Well, Jack Black's doing the music with it, so that's Jack good. Jack Black, and he was said he was soulful. You know what? He is the best. Can we just make this the Jack Black podcast? I mean... I could talk about him for a while. I know you could. <laughs> he's he's kind of like your spirit animal. He's, I, he's, a, he's, a, he's a man. He's my spirit. What's that man. movie that you like the gifts from? I forget. Nacho uh, Villa or something? Oh my god, Nacho Libre. Nacho Villa. I can't believe this dude. Yes. He, this, dude a, this dude has a podcast. He's just like slapping Dan in the face. <laughs> tonight, so, what is that thing you like? Tonight, yeah, what's that stupid thing you Here, like? Disrespect. What's that office you work in? It's like a closet? Alright. Well, was it the whole thing about that movie? Like it wasn't good, but it's... Nacho like, Libre? No one yeah. said it wasn't good. People who I have bad taste was... said it was bad. If that Metacritic is above 60, I will be surprised. Nacho. Check it out. As you're looking it up, Stalker 2, longtime PC game development is coming. Uh, Warhammer had a Dark Tide release. Looks kind of like Left 4 Dead. Uh, Tetris Effect, some kind of version of it is coming on that. It's Tetris. The Gunk, which I thought looked kind of funny and cool, like a dark Super Mario Sunshine by the Steam Heist people or Steam World, whatever. Uh, the Medium by Bloober Team. That's a launch game, holiday 2020. Dan, it's got a 52 on Metacritic. The game well, does. Well, it's got a user game. score of 7.0. <laughs> and every good game has a better user score. I mean, I was, I'm not looking at the user score. I'm looking at the Metascore. Listen, I know, I know general feelings about things. And I remember the feedback on it was not great. Not to say it's bad. I be like, I feel like I have a feeling if Dan's on that site right now, he's hitting the ten so hard. I'm so he's mad. I'm so mad. Just repeated. <laughs> it's you perfect. They, they actually did on Metacritic now because of the whole thing with Last of Us Two that there are no user scores uh, posted. At least I think it's like seventy-two hours or forty-eight hours after the game officially comes out. So you can't even do that anymore. Which is funny. I guess. Last few things. Fantasy Star Online 2. We knew it was coming. 2021. Yeah. Crossfire X. That Korean multiplayer shooter. But Remedy's making a campaign I love. It. I love that assumption that, that Marco is based. We well, all we knew. All knew. This, this we is, all knew. No, we they, all knew. They showed it last E3. That wasn't they showed one that of them. That doesn't mean I remember. I guess that's true. That other one. And then lastly, uh... the big one more thing. Fable. Fable's coming on back. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced Fable. Yeah. Fable? Yeah. 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 Where you want to start, Mark? Where you want? Take me on this journey with you, and I will respond mm -hmm. in. What kind. were your impressions? Yeah. Well, I think we need to talk about Halo first because right. Halo has been the big, the big to do on the internet, and we are. But all you on can the grapple internet. hook now. You can't grapple hook, which I thought looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> like you pull the grappling hooks. I think. I think that's something that the hunters should be able to do in Destiny. I'm uh, just saying. Yeah. Well, it. look, that was a jab. I felt it. It hurt, what? but the point is, is, is that no, you're right. I'm just saying here there are solutions to try and make that game better and more enjoyable. Uh, that's a jab. The first he's one I think wrong. was jab. No, he's that's not wrong <laughs> though. The game needs well maybe ice bombs. I well. think there just needs to be more class ability. It's something that like makes me, the hunter feel different from the wizard. Well, is it yeah. Destiny though? Kind of like oh, it's all about the shooty shoots. It's not about the jumpy jumps. <sighs> well, that's what I don't want. Uh. You know, why want? Why am I playing Destiny? You know what I mean? Like it's like Mass Effect is great <laughs> because I like the abilities, not because of the guns. 
I agree. Mass Effect Andromeda is so great. No. Well, but, look. All right. So <laughs> we'll talk about this in the Destiny podcast that we're going to release. But mm-hmm. I yeah. guess that's true. The <laughs> Halo with the grappling hook. I didn't actually see the gameplay for that. What? What was doing? it? I I was you can working, grapple towards a, a spot. What is oh, it? Is like, it just you like could, you just you could, maybe you can scorpion someone towards you? Was there? Yeah, swinging? you scorpion to or you could go up to different like spots. So it was like a like a basically static. your your master chief is what is the bot from uh that yeah, from, uh, yeah, yeah Apex yeah. Uh, uh, Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Is it Pathfinder? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. Pathfinder. He it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a static grapple. It's not like a swing per se. I mean, yeah. I mean the Pathfinder could swing. Yeah, but Chief. I don't. I don't think Chief's doing that. Okay. I think I don't know. He, there seemed to be some horizontal motion in there. Not yeah, much. Yeah, it basically like it seemed pretty much like it's gonna be a way to slink around. But I'm saying it didn't. It didn't look like yeah. the way Widow grapples, where it's like I shot there and now I Spider Man to that exact point. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's one thing. I mean, especially when you think about multiplayer, I think that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is just the overall impression was people were kind of underwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it looked bad necessarily, but I feel like as I advise mold on it the last 24 hours, I feel like we're starting to see as the, the next gen kind of curtains are now getting pulled that we're, st- you know, these companies are putting their table, their cards on the table. This is what, yeah, go ahead. What I'll say about Halo is I think it's, it's starting to show its age. Well, what's interesting is I was reading a post about how a lot of the code and one of the kind of difficult things for developing for it, they're still using a lot of the code from Bungie because they want to keep the same feel as the Bungie games, which makes sense. But I think it just from looking at it and, you know, and this is another thing too, especially with all these like digital conferences is the stream, the stream quality is not good. So it's like, that's not, you know, then they release the 4K. It's like, okay, that's how it looks. And it looks better when you see that, that version of it i mean but i just i, I was just said like i feel like this is a game that it, i think it, it was clearly an xbox one game that got like the rumors have been like the development has not been super smooth this was going to be an xbox one game and they're like hey let's launch the next system with this can you like make it the the flagship and 343 is like ah uh, sure <laughs> we can we can try yeah, so, like, this game is has... And I just feel like Microsoft, ever since they showed it at the Video Game Awards, and they showed Hellblade, and they've been destroy like, hyping the marketing, and while Sony was silent, and everyone was like, oh, Microsoft's killing it. But now that the first couple swings have been come out, like, I feel Microsoft's messaging is getting muddled. And Halo, to me, is just like that the clearest thing of it because it's supposed to be everything and anything. So when you're developing a game for five systems, you know, that's all struggles for it. Xbox Series S is this monster console. It's going to be so amazing. They show it off with this, a game that's not graphically impressive. And look, it runs super smooth, 60 frame per second. You know, they, you know, the tweets leading up to it, seven days to Halo, six days to Halo, like, Everything they put every possible spotlight on this game, and I don't understand how why they it's like the PR team was not in touch enough with 343 and 343 is like this game is not ready, but you're putting us in this position where we have no choice and we got to put it out there. So, like, I feel that bad for it. It's like it's not it's it's probably a game that probably needs to get delayed six months, but it can't. There's just everything's everything's running on it. There's no 
there's no time for that. And and they'll upgrade they'll it. They'll patch it later. To. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they'll fix whatever is actually broken. But they gotta sell Halo. It's say it, it created the Xbox. Like they can't not. You know. And yeah, that's why I just I just almost feel bad for it. It's just like all uh, everything is riding on this game. And the other thing did, especially as the Destiny guy. I mean, it's basically turning it to Destiny. Well, How do you feel about here's that? Here's the thing. Yeah, but that it's like a single player Destiny. It's like you're it's, gonna be lonely. What bothers me is that. Uh, this is I love Destiny because I like Bungie, you know what I mean, and that yeah. there's bunginess that clearly is still like what Halo is trying to encapsulate every yeah. new one. And and you know this isn't to say Halo Five was bad, um, but I my personal favorite Halo game is Halo Reach. I think that's a pretty popular opinion. Yeah, um, I think that's usually traditional. It's such a good yeah. game, and that was like Bungie's last hurrah with Halo. And there's just something about the storytelling that Bungie and their I don't know their ways. I'm sure that the people have changed and I'm sure it's not as tight as it might've been, but there's still this bunginess, just like there's a naughty dogness, you know, they've obviously mm. changed people a lot. And, um, yeah, I think that halo, I think there's like only so much of that. They can try to replicate and do like it was done before they have to do something new. And I, I would like to see three, four threes halo. And I fear like you're saying that Microsoft's putting a lot on it. They want that halo effect. Which it will have. I mean, Halo's a pretty big name. Yeah, and like I think Xbox. the people who really like Halo are into this game. Absolutely. All there's there's I mean, it's it's the shooter they want. It's the shooter I want. I, I like Halo. It's just Is this the shooter that, I'm gonna real real quick read that line from the studio head. So this is what he said about it. So Halo Infinite is the start of our platform for the future, he said. We want Infinite to grow over time versus going to those numbered titles and having all the segmentation that we had before. We're really therefore, about creating Infinite. Uh, therefore, we're really about creating Halo <laughs> Infinite as the start of the next ten years for Halo, and then building that as we go with our fans and community. This is exactly what Destiny was when it launched. They yeah, said and they, at even launch, the ten year, even the ten year yeah, thing, and that's just, coming up. And I, I don't know what they're gonna do when that ten years is up in Destiny. But we're gonna maintain the same. Bungie code base that we're complaining about. Right. We yeah. We can't change. <laughs> don't change the sauce and the yeah, pasta. Yeah, and that's why. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just almost feel bad for it. I it's mean, just, they are put in a no-win situation. What other games is three four three working on? That's what that, I always wondered. No, like, this is it. They're they are the Halo. Did studio. they just they get created have... within Microsoft and then turned into a studio? No. And then... What is? That's this actually is a great question. What, what did what they, were what they, they yeah. do? What brought three four three in? I, Dave, I choose you to Google that. <laughs> you guys keep talking. Oh, I'm, I'm on it. So, Tell me the history of the. I mean, so we got Halo. We could talk about Halo a lot, I think. Um, let's have any other thoughts on it. Well, and the other big thing about it, again, is they going on with. I'm kind of. Oh, guess, it uh, is basically the Halo studio. So they, they created he's, it. He's named after. Because it's named after 343 Guilty Spark. Amazing. Oh. So they literally. So created they were. It. Were they a created studio for this? Yeah. Oh, I, I see. I knew I knew that I really didn't think of them before that. But That's it's funny because at the time, I feel like they were marketing them as if they were around. I don't know. I feel like well, they were probably put together, you know, like people from other places. Yeah. I wonder how many Bungie X developers stayed there. I'm sure there's a decent right? amount. But I don't I just along with that, it, this whole and this is kind of, I guess we could talk a little bit about like the, the bigger picture stuff between Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. I think it's interesting that we're seeing all three of them uh, like 
going completely different directions now. Like they are the big three players, but they're all not fighting for the same. I mean, I guess the same consumers, but their approach to market is so different from each other where Sony is being just very kind of, this is what we've always done. This is a new system. This is the new exclusives that are only made for this system. We have these new features like the haptic controller and all this stuff. Everything is new. Everything's this. So it's, it's kind of cut off from everything else where Microsoft has done this messaging of, we are a family of systems. Whatever entry point you want, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, whatever. All our games are for everything. And you can kind of, you know, especially for the, the, the way I think they phrase it is all first par- party titles for the first few years are going to be available on everything. You know, and I got to I gotta give them a little bit there because they're making their player base as large as it can be. They're, right. They're including so many levels of technology, so many price points of like, you know, do you want to go out and buy the $500 PlayStation? Let's hope it's that much. Or do you want to go buy a $200 Xbox and play the newest Halo game that just came out? It might not right, look it, as good, but you're playing You think, it, using like, this is a desperate plea to reclaim player base? I mean, they're going to have a big player base just based on that alone. Unless, I mean, we're also... I might be on. I might be discrediting the amount of people who have PlayStation Four that will be playing on either PS Four, PS Five games. So. Well, I think it's tricky because, like, I, I'll say, like, I even kind of fall, and you guys have kind of made fun of me for it. Like, I kind of fall in that bracket. It's like, well, I'm not going to buy an Xbox. I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars on Xbox Series X when I'm going to get a PS Five. But if there is a lower entry point, maybe I would want to engage with one of these. See, maybe I want. I to. feel like but, my, we can have this discussion offline, but I think my computer. Yeah. Is that entry point, personally? I don't know. That's me. And that's the thing. It's like they've become the company that just wants to sell Game Pass. They don't really care about selling systems. And that's why, like, Halo kind of struck me. It's like, this is your flag, you know, like your marquee tentpole title. This is it. And, oh, look how great the graphics are on this new state. And that's what you showed us? It's just, it. there's a disconnect there. I mean, really I think is. there's something to, like, the marketing on video games I think it's changing a little bit. And I also think that the selling of them is changing as well. Like they're still selling copies of Halo, uh, sorry, destiny now because they keep getting expansions and expansions. They're slowly, I mean, their player base might be shifting a lot, but point is they still manage to sell new copies. Maybe not as much at launch, but I think their goal with infinite is going to be that progressive adoption. Of just players. get people in, yeah. Just get them in slowly over time. Okay, what if the, the launch numbers might not look great? Whatever. We're not going to not support Xbox. Like, we're just going to keep pumping gas into it because it comes back. Yeah, and I think for the audience that is into it, that's going to be okay. But I don't know, like, seeing that you know, as, a, as a Halo outsider, I played the first one, haven't really got into that series, but just seeing it from afar... That always struck me as that is a, a game with a really great multiplayer that people love, mm-hmm. but it also had a really great campaign. And when I see stuff like it's a platform now, I that I tell you, like as a person who is flirting with the idea of getting an Xbox eventually, that turns me off. Like that's not what I wanted from that. I wanted kind of this cool story about this guy, yeah. not like, oh, I gotta go grind out this to get like I'm well, worried about Destiny. They might not do that. Know. They might just be uh, who knows we don't know what their their situation is going to be yet right like i I think i'm just i'm always nervous about everything when a game becomes a platform when a game becomes a service it becomes the monotony is imminent and they mentioned that with forza as that's now going to become a platform but i think actually that makes sense for a game like that yeah i mean 
Well, so that maybe that's it. They want the Gran Turismo effect on a shooter. They want you to have this situation where you're coming back, but there's a difference. Yeah, it's in like the you're story. just getting like there'll be an event, there'll be something. You'll come right. back, but increase you leave, your power, you come back, make your energy stronger, whatever. It's like the same. They're trying to do that. Like, if you're growing as a player, you're gonna have fun. But I feel like there's an upper limit on that. Like. I feel, I feel like with Destiny, where it's like, how much am I going to grow to, like, how, how, I could probably solo, like, I mean, if, by Destiny standards, I could probably solo every single boss raid that the first game has, if I'm this much stronger than I was, if we're sticking to canon here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's such a weird upper limit on that, and Halo is going to, if it's going to play that game, they're going to have to balance that too. It's like, not an easy thing to achieve. Yeah, and I don't know, like, I just, I'm just very... The whole games of service thing, which I think is one of the, if we would look back at this generation, what are we going to think about? Like, I think that was the birth of that Battle Royale games, these games that are just on, like, it's not MMOs anymore. I feel like that's kind of fallen away. It is now these. Has it though? I mean, I just, when you think about traditionally, everyone makes a character and goes into this shared world. I think it's just, I mean, not that that's not true, but now it just seems like a parsed down version of that where it's about grinding for loot, taking advantage of events. Like, yeah, that's that's that engagement is now a goal for a lot of games. And I just I hate that. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I want to beat the game. I want to put it away. There, I mean, that's where The Last of Us comes in. I mean, those games aren't going away. There's just the market makes a bigger deal now out of the games that are going to sell for longer than their launch. Like, yeah, you know, Last of Us, classic single player game. Not going to sell copies on the line unless it goes on sale or someone wants to play it later down. But like. It's not going to have that same impact, but Fortnite, you know, they, they pull yeah, they pull stupid numbers like monthly, you know, <laughs> and and all because they have that low barrier to entry, kind of like what Game Pass provides. It's right. just, you know, for a dollar for your first month, you get access to over a hundred games. You're either buying the set. house or you're walking into the mall, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like one's a big purchase, the other one's just like, well, there's like 15 stores in here. What do you want? And I don't know if that yeah. analogy really works, but I'm just saying that's that's. They're, they're, yeah, it's just changing the way they make the way the games are making money is changing, and this is that. And no, but and that just I don't know maybe just is like an older player now like that just that I don't like that and yeah. I think maybe it's just I'm not that target audience. Anymore. Well, your favorite game is Earthbound. Like you come from <laughs> like loving that long story and loving that engaging scenario that you will then put away, but that's not gonna make Nintendo a bunch of money. Um, not as much as Fortnite makes. Well, epic. see, like, even, we'll just touch on Nintendo. Like, I feel like Nintendo is just, they're going to just, that train just, that train is unstoppable. They're, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're on their own island. That's the thing. Nothing's going to stop like, them. Like, they're welcoming the Fortnites, and they're welcoming the Rocket Leagues. They're like, yep, whatever. You want to sell your game on our console? Fine. But we're still going to make a Zelda game that you're going to look at one day and see that you spent 300 hours on and not know how that happened. Yeah, it's the strength of their first party. The first party is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. But now, see, like, even with Nintendo, like, I feel like because they're portable now, the next system has to be portable. It's going to be. Can't, I mean, the Switch, be the Switch will stay yeah. portable. Well, you'll never have another Game Boy, yeah. right? No, <laughs> it's sad, right? I, I miss I, I miss that name. I don't need I get, the though. Game Boy. I'd be willing to put a a pizza on the line that the, whatever the next Nintendo system is, the word Switch will be involved. What is this kid doing, Dave? I'm telling you. I feel confident. He's, he's, this is a weird bet. You think that they're going to keep the Switch moniker from, from Because here on it's out. too successful to throw away. It's a great name. It's it is. You think it's going to be name. like the Nintendo Switch Blade? 
This is like if the Ferrari That's a great got <laughs> If it's thinner? You, you, <laughs> switch blade. It's like, what was that, uh... Nintendo sells Switchblade. Razor yeah. phone? Wow, way to age yourself. No, but kind of like with Wii, Wii U. Like, they called it the Wii U because the Wii was so... Like, everyone knew what the Wii was. Everyone it's a, knew. <laughs> like, you're... Like, moms who have... Like, all the Nintendos, they knew the Wii. I think my favorite part about that word, the Wii, is that it abandons you mid-sentence. Like, you say it, and you, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're phonetically on an island. You said the word we is like, you have to, I don't know. You gotta get a we. It's just yeah. like, you're breathing at that point. You're like, we, and then, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like is, me during the intro. This is a weird thought that I, I've never been able to encapsulate, but I've always had. It's like, what a, the we, you, like, that kind of brings you to an end of a, of a phrase. No, I think that's more awkward right. than just we. Because now you're going we. down, pitch. Yeah, well, that's why it failed. <laughs> uh, well, I say that we while it's installed for... here. It's, it's on my desk. It's here. Switchblade is not a bad name. It I is. like that a lot. Where yeah. are we with this Microsoft name. conversation? <laughs> Dan would, Mark would buy one if it was called the Nintendo Switchblade. Switchblade. No, you know no. what I need. Yeah. I, I you know what? You know what Nintendo, I mean. give Mark achievements. Or some sort of needs. Uh, some metagame we where gotta, I have a little profile and I see all the games I've played. Dave, we can, can make a website. <gasps> Dave, we can make a website for Mark. But how does it know if I achieve them? I will. T- you'll tell us. Oh, <laughs> is that the same? It is. And then I'll make a noise. And then you'll get it. You know? like, <laughs> it's really just a spreadsheet. with and, mail him a, and then you mail him a sandwich. Right. Anyway, back to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft. Um, ha- Halo's going to be Destiny. I think we Destiny. got on this tangent because really, I don't know. Like, I think, I think another thing that kind of went against it, and this is not bad, but it's just the nature of conferences. We like shiny new things that we didn't see coming. And most of what they showed was already announced. Was it maybe three yeah, or Halo before? Halo was like, totally. We knew Halo. We knew Everwild. We knew Tell Me Why. We knew Psychonauts. The Medium. We knew all. We knew most of those things. On the subject of hype, I think hype. I mean, not that I'm going to talk about COVID nineteen, but I think the death of E three, which I'm pretty sure everybody agrees, E three is dead. I will be so shocked. Um, if they come back in some sure. form, I don't think it's going to be worth it for companies to get involved. But just no, to... Why, this is all proof. This is all now the test right. bed. We right, have exactly. zero need to actually right. have a conference. YouTube exists. We can schedule yeah. stuff. We have Twitter. Thank you, E3. You helped us a lot. Um, okay, well, what do you think about getting to be on the floor and play the games? Because like, we never experienced that side of it. We, yeah. you know, like, Do you think that there will be a conference... Or do you think that they'll just in they'll just put a little bit of that in like little comic cons? Let me like that. Like that'll expand more. So what what if Google Stadia or a similar product becomes that? Google I believe it's Stadia. Keep going. Isn't that what you put in your your tea? It's like a sugar substitute. The Stadia. Wow. So (laughs) I'm just theorizing. But what if they use something like Stadia to to beam over the demo to people who are in a select group, like you know, and you're all. Well, that's what XCloud is about. You know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if that's that? What if that just like here you can play a game? Well, I think they they want you with their marketing team. Well, I'm saying they get get them on a call. Don't they want to like? Don't they want like the guy over your shoulder to be like, "What's cool about this is this." Blah blah. Yeah, Yeah, they could do that on a call. They can do it. They'll watch you play. They'll watch a gameplay on the cloud i think they'll figure stuff out like that but i don't know i i would be really surprised if there's an e3 next year they'll i mean twitch stream you and then like no they'll like be, with they'll Stadia. be on a chat with you yeah they get you on a zoom call and they, they... no i think they fly you in and they get <laughs> you a little cup of joe i'm just saying there's the probably options that we won't consider because we're not 
solving these problems, but I'll bet that that's Maybe something we that are. can get. We're solving them right now. Right, yeah. Where are the fix? <laughs> Hear this? You so, get that one for free. Ubisoft. But I, I think the hype, like like you're saying, Mark, it's different now. I think that you know it's it's just going to change because there's no big boiling point like E3 anymore. Well, see, that's what the thing. I it's think it's all this dispersed was, throughout this, the year. I think they had Microsoft at least. They had the the show. It was a month or two ago when it was all kind of middleware double A titles yeah. and people creamed there for that. Oh, that's not next gen. And now they've had this, this was supposed to be the big thing. And yeah, I, I thought it was a great advertisement for game pass. Cause all these games are now on game pass, but this would have been their E3 out. offering. You know, this is what they have yeah. lined up for E3. So there, there's no winning E3 anymore or losing well, it. See, like what I think instantly people are comparing this to the PS five reveal and oh, yeah, again, they probably, probably biased, but like, I don't think this was even close to that. I really like there was there was a few things that like caught my interest. Yeah, fighting words. But, well, I, I <laughs> so like when I compare the two, I think with the PS5 one, I left it feeling a little confused. Not because I wasn't I wasn't happy with what I saw, but because a lot of the stuff I saw, I just didn't know enough about. To <laughs> I was like, what am I? What is this astronaut? What? And then I was like, okay, next game. And there is legit, then that is kind of another thing. It's like, I think as your opening salvo, there's always like, well, what is this world? Give me a little taste of it. But like, there's always the, the overriding question. It's like, what is this game actually like? Right. Like that and then rare you see game, it months later. Everwild. Yeah. Like that rare game, Everwild looks really cool. Absolutely. I have no idea what that game is. Right. It's like, are you working with the team? Are you not? That's is like one of three person? times you felt that during the Xbox conference versus the 27 of 28 times you felt that during the Sony one, you know? Right. But I think, but also, you know what it is? And I think this is again, kind of unfair to Microsoft. Well, you're biased. It's okay. Well, no, I, and I don't think I, I mean, this probably is going to sound biased, but I, I don't, I think it's generally accepted that Sony first party studios are better than Microsoft's first party studios. Oh, well, snap. Oh, I don't think, I don't think that's that Phil Spencer. Like <laughs> Naughty Dog, Sony Santa Monica, Sucker Punch, like, these studios have been around a lot longer for most of them at least and they're just more established than you know i mean the, ninja yeah, theory there, no offense to ninja theory i think no, they're awesome but but ninja theory and 343 right they're pulling the weight i would say for microsoft no i think right now obsidian's pulling the weight that's also obsidian, true are they, obsidian, are they uh, oh that's how we're really real yeah quick that mentioned. obsidian not fable game well, yeah, Avowed. Oh, oh Avowed. Which yeah. I think that was the... See, but even that, like, that was a CG trailer that's... It's hype simply because, oh, it's Obsidian. Obsidian knows what they're doing. So they have that. They have Grounded, which is coming out, which I actually think if we wanted to try it, I think that could be fun for the three of us. Grounded. That's the one where you're, like, uh, the you little kids by, and the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That kids. looks fun. Minecraft, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, that looks fun. And then they have DLC coming out for Outer Wilds, and they, they apparently have two in the plan. They're they're pulling weight, that Good. studio. Outer, you mean for Outer Worlds? Yeah. Uh, what I say, Outer Wilds? You, yeah, Outer it's Wilds. so hard now, too. <laughs> well, when you think of greatness, and then, you know. They actually, you know what's funny? They actually had um, they like a little gag between them. They wrote each other's like title in the fonts. So it was like Outer Wilds. That's funny. Like, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, like, then they have the initiative, which we don't know. I think they're doing a Perfect Dark game is the rumor, but they weren't ready to go yet. I think these teams are going to pull out good games, but they need more time. And I, that was the other thing and actually I want to mention. Her name's Joanna, right? Joanna, Joanna Dark. Dark. Yeah, Joanna yeah. Dark. I think a lot of these games are not coming out anytime soon. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit. I mean, I think Microsoft is planting seeds for the long game. Halo Infinite is a long game play. Yeah, but like uh, all, all those things. things that like stated to K3, they said early pre-production. So that's probably right. like what, 2021, right. 2022, the, probably 2022 with the earliest. Hellblade 2, they said, is working on Unreal 5, which is that means it's not coming out 2022. But these are things you wouldn't care about if this was at E3. These are normal things. We hear about games way too early. But we heard about games way too but early. But it, it's just interesting because this is the time now. But you're trying to the sell me on it. Should have the bone have bone <laughs> protrusions like Doomsday? Discuss. Should it's what in the collarbone area or just no? You don't remember uh, Doomsday, the character that killed oh, he Superman. killed Superman. He, he broke yeah, his back. But they had those bone protrusions like sticking out like claws, kind of and stuff Gross. like that. Yeah. Wait a minute. So Bane okay. breaks. Breaks. Batman's back. But yeah, superheroes. Doomsday also have... breaks Superman's back. Yeah, that's the way to do Those it. Those are two different people. I know, but isn't it like the same thing? Kind of. He's saying like, why are superheroes getting their back broken? Is why? it like a metaphor? He like, kills I him. Broke them. He kills him. But he doesn't kill Batman. Batman. Bane just breaks Batman's back. But if back. you want he to, he totally be a Batman. He kills Superman, and then God says, "You're not done," and sends him back. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. That's the best thing. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, just born like that. Too. <laughs> All right, we've been going really long. Yeah, anybody, we have. Anybody else want to say anything about Xbox? Eh, you know, no. if you I really... barely paid attention to that thing. I, just, <laughs> I, found, it, I found it very boring. It was I was boring. not impressed. I'm sorry, Xbox. I'm sure you have more coming out that'll be more impressive, but that was, I didn't think, a, a yeah. very good showing. But... Like you said, Grounded seems interesting. But, yeah, I think there. there are interesting games, but I think a lot of them are not coming out anytime soon. I just soon. think, like, but that's where I am with games, though. I, I need interesting. I don't want more of the same. Like, like State of the Cave, that's fine, but it's more of the same. Yeah, I will say uh, my finishing thought on this hour-long rant about this one thing is that they played it safe, and that ain't going to fly in 2020. I just think they didn't have enough substance. Because hindsight? Hindsight. I Maybe. Like, I don't, I don't understand that's a good name for a based on what they showed... Yet. What do I need to play this holiday? That That's was supposed to be Halo, but it, it's not. But did you really feel that way? Do you really are you really sitting here thinking, ah, oh, Halo? If you know? the Lockhart when they finally reveal it next month was like two hundo, it's not gonna be that cheap. But no. let's say it was like two hundred to three hundred, I could see myself maybe over the course of the next year, really considering. It's it. gonna be competitively priced compared to. But those, like, what does that mean, though? I don't know. What? I really don't. Know what does what, what mean? Like what is competitive? Because I really it's going think... to be cheaper because they don't care about. But what's cheap? Four hundred bucks, like to me. Is that? I mean, like that. I think is. I think, I think that's in, reasonable. We're yeah, all in agreement that, that the Sony PlayStation Five is going to be five hundred bucks at least. We're hoping it stays there, right? Uh, I I that's probably. I mean, for the digital or the disc. I'm assuming that they're going to be like a hundred to a fifty dollar difference. Um, I think it's going to be a decent gap between them i i hope not i think it's gonna be like 50 dollars. that's perfect i think 50 to 100 but i just could see them thinking if we can get them in the digital we got them they have to buy everything through psn we have them but then i feel cheated and then i don't want to play their so you think they're gonna purposely bloat the price of it with the drive i don't think they're gonna bloat the i think they're gonna take they're gonna eat they're you think they're gonna eat more money to stay digital. I I just wonder if they know, because they must know, and that's actually another thing that's been interesting. By the time this airs, we'll probably know the prices of these things. Mm-hmm. But 
I think they know the Lockhart's coming. They know there's going to be a lower entry point for an Xbox. So I think that's why they're thinking we have this digital version. And I just think they're going to try to get it close. Do you think that there was a decision to make the digital one more symmetrical and therefore more visually appealing? I like the butt. I like that Sony butt. I I love that butt. I think that's a cool thing. I'm like, give me that curve. (laughs) It's cool. I don't want it. I don't want the bump out. Well, you know what? We'll both look at our PlayStation side by side and mine will be the thick one. And mine's then... ha- mine's <laughs> having a baby of uh of joy. That's what the little bump that's where I, put the joy I like that. There's whenever there's a thing, there's always. I guess that's because we're three of us. But there's always two on one side and one on the other. Oh yeah, that's always gonna I be. Mean, sometimes we- we're three on nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do we ever have one thing? Well, not, a split, not as much we, these days. If we have a split <laughs> decision, it's two two v one for sure. But no right one's now ever it's, lukewarm. That's the only way it can be. Right. That's the only way it can be. It's because math. What uh, if it was zero to three? Zero to no. th- we all just, hate I'm, one thing. Uh, <laughs> it's the same as three to uh, zero. Well, maybe one thing we all hated was the main topic game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good evening, listeners. This is your captain speaking. We are approaching the main topic. Please note that the spoiler light has been turned on. Very repeat, spoilers incoming. Thank you. The Occupation is a fixed-time investigative thriller set in northwest England on Saturday, 24th, October 1987. Uh, This game has been mostly positively reviewed. They released in March, March 5th, 2019. Mm. Developed by White Paper Games, published by Humble Games, and popular user-defined tags for this product are story-rich, mystery, indie, and adventure. And there's one tag that is so near and dear to my heart here and i just want you guys to guess that conspiracy no oh. floppy disk detected uh, <laughs> i have a funny thing i can't say on stream uh, on <laughs> about that uh you're both correct it was stealth and i left nice. that one for last because what a strong mechanic in this game <laughs> but before we get into that dave what did you think the op- uh, the application <clears throat> the, the application. about the application i'll tell you about the occupation <laughs> thank you Take on the role of investigative journalist Harvey Miller in order to discover the truth behind an explosion that resulted in the death of Michael Carson. This act is being penned on an immigrant employee named Alex Dubois, who claims innocence. This perceived act of terrorism is fueling civil unrest, which may result in people voting in a policy called the Union Act, which promises to oust immigrants from the country. You need to sneak around the staff-only areas and elude two omnipresent security guards in an effort to collect evidence and facts before key interviews with higher-ups in the Bowman-Carson group. It's a race against the clock, with security detaining being being something that takes away your most precious commodity, time. Rated C for conspiracy. C. I feel like I wonder if you've used all the letters. Yeah, probably not. In the alphabet? No, like rated X. Oh, for oh no! Oh, that would have been a fun thing that we would have noticed, like way late. Like Dave went through the alphabet, and, he, and then on Z, he's like, "And now we medicine. gotta start the alphabet again." Mm. You and I are like, "What?" Anyway. Now it's like a challenge from now. Yeah, I, I think you should do that. That's awesome. What was the thing? I was, I was listening to some dev. They were like doing their trophy list. It was like I was tempted to do have the first letter of all the trophies spell out Epstein was killed or something like that. I was like, well, that's, that's like better. that Kojima thing with Metal Gear Solid Five. Except a little less controversial because it's... A little less. Yeah. Is that controversial? They killed Epstein. Epstein. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they killed him. Anyway. Um, let's start the conversation, I think, with 
probably the most unique thing about this game, which is that Steve? time mechanic. Oh, no. no. Never. <laughs> so it centers around these four interviews. Um, yes. And you have to gather any information as they told us for these interviews. I think it's only three interviews. Is it only three? There are yeah. only three There's interviews. a... That's just how far I got in this game. No, wait. There's the two, and then there's the... There's two, and then you go to the library. There's no interview there, and then you do the... The Bowman building, and yeah. you kind of have an interview at the end. Well, this is what I need you guys for. But yeah. so you get those sections, and they work in real time. So you have yes. the game saves. You got one hour. Get as much as you can and go. Mm. Um, what did we think about this? Dave, we'll kick it to you. Um, it was nerve-wracking to have that time limit. And then it made me do what I believe the game wanted you to do, which is replay it to do it better. But at the same time, I was pissed off at it for making me do that. Mm. Yeah. So, when you say you replayed it, did you get to the interview and then stop, or did you, like, I like, would, just like I would, like I would, I would get like to like the ten to five minutes le- left, and I would just turn the game off in frustration. But you, you didn't, you didn't check your knowing watch, that you knowing know? that it wouldn't save, and I would have to start from the beginning. Mm. And then I would redo the se- and then I would redo the section. There are games that we are fine replaying sections in because it's part of the lore and it's mm-hmm. it makes sense and it what makes you, you it, like uh katana zero for example okay. like gotcha. it's part of the game you know and you're like all right i gotta do this perfect yeah but you have to read that's, you have to, oh well that's, that's different because you died it, but yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's different but you're replaying a section over and over again sure, so you get it perfect sure. so in this re, i mean we can get into why it's tedious but it's just funny to me that that's if you can do it right it's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you do it wrong, it's the worst thing ever. And I think this is just another opportunity. I'm not a big fan of stealth and first person being the same, one and the same. Mm. Because like there were things have, yeah. you could do in real life that you just can't do in, in first person video games. Like, like keep your body sh- like solid, but like look. Your yes. peripheral is way better than first yes. person games give you credit for. Because like if... like. Like, let's say, like, lean, the lean mechanic was actually use your peripheral, and it didn't mean you stuck your head out to do right. it. You know what I mean? You're not like, like a fixed oh, I just moved my eyes, yeah. but me, you know what I mean? Yes, I do, and I so, agree. Well, and I, and it's one of the things the interesting about VR. It's like, oh, wouldn't this be something? I just move my head around. But I want to go back to the idea that kind of like, Dave, you felt pressured then to, when you didn't do well to, to stop or redo it. Dan, did you just wanted to finish way? a lead, you know? Mm. Like, well, did you f- ever stop, Dan, and were like, I'm going to redo this? Or were you just no, like, I got to just No, I had no interest in replaying this game. I knew that going in. As soon as I moved the character around, I knew I would mm-hmm. want to play it one time. Whatever ending I got, that's the one canon fix done. And um, yeah, I just I wasn't really interested in doing things over. Which is, mm. and Dave can attest to this, probably why I played so recklessly. Because I was like, I'm just going to... Um, the way... I, I mean, apparently, <laughs> I didn't realize how low your volume must have been. Because oh. you just never seem to notice uh, any audio cues. It's hard for me on stream to get good audio. That's why I don't wear my headphones, if you didn't notice. I don't like mm. that. I'm wearing them now. But I don't have it set up. So it's coming out of my speakers, but it's only loud enough for me to kind of hear it because I don't want but it like, to come back cause to the But, like, the music changes when you're, like, approaching someone who might see you. and like oh, I didn't know that. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, everyone who's watching your stream, knows like that. me, 
is like, oh my god, he's just, he's just like, he's gonna act like this security guard's not even there. And that's what it looks like to us. We're just like, he, you, obviously he's there. It played music that he's there. You know. You, know what's, you know what's interesting? What's his name? Steve? Steve. Oh, his name is Steve. All right. It's like you're he's a real Steve about spot it. you're not supposed to be in, but he's still kind of nice about it. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. Because Steve, part of his whole deal is like, he's, this is just, this is his job. He wants to be an actor. Mm. Right. You know, I so, do actually recall this. Yes. You know, like there's all like, you find his interview tapes and stuff like that. And like his, you know, him yeah. practicing accents and stuff like that. It's kind of funny. It, you know. And to run with that point, to kind of get my, my feeling about this mechanic, I really appreciated how dense these different areas are. Like, they really feel, you know, especially those things are kind of, like, gamied. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, this is where the objective is, and there's things like... There are so many things you can interact with, mm-hmm. documents to find, that are really to all these people. It really feels like lived-in environments, which... I think works directly against this mechanic of you only get an hour because I kind of say the thing that you said, Dave high anxiety playing this game mm. where, you know, especially thinking, okay, it's a game. I know I had this interview. I need to get the leads. And I felt like the best like analogy I could feel was like, um, it's like you walk into a class and you sit down and then your professor is like, Oh, uh, we're, we're going to take that big test. Uh, in about five minutes, I'll give you a chance to look over your notes before we take it. And you're like, oh, I totally forgot about that test. So you start rifling through your stuff. Like, I thought this world was so rich and interesting and nuanced, but I never felt comfortable enough to explore it because I was constantly like, I got to go. I got to get this. I wasn't even reading half the things. I'm skimming them because mm. I'm just trying to get the leads. And that was the, the thing that was why I pl- like replayed sections is because I was reading everything a lot of the times. Because they wanted to see if like there were hints for it to go in other places and stuff, and sometimes there were. And right. you know, I really impressed with like how dense they made it, you know. Yeah. And how and- many like, y- honestly, like I found a lot of ducks that I went in through and vents and stuff like that, that and and routes to get from room to room that Dan never used, and he yeah. went ways that I never went. And I'm right. like, holy crap, there, I didn't see and there's that. You know, tons of things you can find. Everything is there. You can find things in different order. You can find different leads. You can get to those things different ways. But it's just so many options. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like overall, I feel like this was a mechanic that on paper seems really, really good. Mm-hmm. But then if you think of the average experience of what a first time run through this is, it's not going to be positive. There's too many yeah. things to figure out for the average player. Yeah. And thus, you're kind of putting your player in a position where you're going to need to replace skin if you really want to get the most out of it, which I don't know if that's good design. It's, it's, there were times where I wished, like, it was, like, a clear, like, this is what you should be doing, like, markers, and just, like, like maybe, like, bump up the stealth, but, like, handhold me through, like, the investigation. Like, sometimes yeah. I was wondering if that would have been better. I think the biggest thing I would think I would have loved was the opportunity to save mid, mid-hour. mid like, I mm. made a save. I'm going to try this. Ugh, yeah. it, didn't, it really didn't you're work like, out. You, I wasted 15 like, minutes. Like, if you like these 10 minutes. Yeah, like, it's like, I'm okay, I could these go 10 back. Minutes. But, like, I don't know. Like, I guess then that, that brings the question. It's like, is it up to the develop? I mean, it's all about the, the experience the developer wants to craft for us as the player. Mm. And I just, if their their goal was, well, we want you to, and I, and I kind of wanted to save this for later, but I, this is the time to start bringing up where, well, we're talking about agency in games and your play has direct ability 
to shape what happens in the story beyond oh you died you got to redo this section mm -hmm. you just have to beat it where your decisions will or in this case how you do in, in these investigations well this isn't just your decisions this is your skill yes and the skill you know because we talk about you know, like it's not a perfect analogy, but like we, we talked about late shift earlier in the season where mm -hmm. you have these decisions and some decisions work out better than others. You don't really know going to beforehand. And it's not there are definitely outcomes that are better than others, but it's so short and it's kind of quick. It's like, OK, that didn't work out. You know, if I go around next time, I can kind of do this where this it just feels like on your first playthrough, most most likely you're not getting the good outcome. No, and, yeah. and unless you're going to be the type of person to do what Dave did and replay it, your first run through this game, your first four or five hours, it, you know, we don't have to, like, most people know, like, most people who play games don't finish them. Mm -hmm. If you're setting that up, that well, their first run through, they're not going to get a good ending. I just feel like that's a real oversight on how you're designing your game. That's the you know, chances of success are so low. I, I find that to be very interesting because there are games that are fun to play that you want to get the chrono trigger i'm mm. talking about super nintendo a lot today like it's a good system you know you want those replays because yeah you can get the most out of it the one time but you might kill magus spoilers for chrono, Tr chrono trigger and it's that's, janice no you know what i mean and that's not a great ending but um to your point earlier mark if this game had a more fleshed out save system or something to kind of give you a reason to like play through a different way what's the, where's the harm in that i'm not sure why um that would not have then been if option. you kill magus then frog turns back to your human at the end yes but he's so used to being a frog he's been a frog for a long time he's been right a frog. He's, he's his got name's those frog. muscles we don't call him <laughs> the other thing we don't um, call him glenn that's right you used to call him dart for a while that's yeah. dave's name for frog. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so I think that like replayability is such a tricky thing to play with because it can make the experience better if you have a good time playing it the first time and you're like, I wonder what if. And then that when you ask that question, replayability becomes a great thing. And this game doesn't really ask you what mm -hmm. if. It's more like, oh, I have to do better next time. It's not like right. I could have done the best the first time. It doesn't really create that scenario for you because there's so much you can miss. That, yes. And there's so little you need to do to make the good ending happen. Like, right. I think my, my standout experience of this is um, my biggest mistake was, uh, I mean, partially due to my haste, but I, um, Dave and I were playing on, no, I was playing and Dave was kind of walking me through it with Twitch. And that was fun, by the way, playing with somebody like, oh kind of like, I mean, I'm cool with Dave backseating me, but <laughs> he's like, oh, that was fun. Dave's but like, oh it was God. a great time. But, um, <laughs> so there was a system, the the computer part where you're in the building marketing to get to this in the, in the fourth chapter. Yeah, yeah. Where you have to download the files and destroy them, whatever the, you had oh, to do in something. The third chapter. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. With the third chapter, you had to do something to make sure the computer wouldn't overheat, but yeah. they don't make that abundantly clear to you until you're at the computer and the thing you have to read is behind you. So, like, you've been looking for this computer. The computer's He's, been your goal the whole time. You see time. the server, and Scarlet's telling you what to do. And she's like, put the disc in the server. And Dan just, go ahead. Go ahead. I and do it. it. And then he puts the disc in the server, and I type, <clears throat> no! Right. Because so, on the desk behind you is a piece of paper that says, oh, if I run the algorithm on the disc, um, then the server won't overheat right so and you know that the server overheats with that disc because that's how they used to that's what you do in the prologue to start the explosion as scarlet the first time okay well then i didn't pay attention to that he did not that's fair but that i saw 
I, I, I was doing what the game was telling me to do. And, in and that's case, what I think. It's I, not, it's not, it's, there's so many nuances to things. It's not super spelled out for you. And like, you did that. It's like, okay, you probably would know for next time, but I just don't know if that's mm-hmm. good. It might've been cool if there was more UI stuff on the server that says server temperature. But, but or, I said no. Something. And then like, Dan was like, well, I didn't, he didn't put in the password yet. It's like, I should still be able to eject the disc, but it was right. like disc locked. It's like, disc it's, there's locked. no way to turn this off. There's no way to get it out. Uh, yeah. It's you know, such it a just weird like, and if you like, if you did it not by accident, but if you if you did it without thinking like I did, but then you read the note on the table, which is what I did next, mm-hmm. and I I think a little oversight like that ruined my whole playthrough. Well, you like, know, yeah. you can if you were cooking, that's you could ruin a meal like that, right? You know, read you the recipe the after off. you start cooking. Well, you can't turn the stove off now. It's on for twenty <laughs> minutes, no matter what you do. Well, so- on the, on the kind of little things like that, I think one another big thing Not for me... if you me, already ruined that ingredient. <laughs> yeah, right. basically. this It's not a super... I don't know if comfortable is the, the word for it. It doesn't feel good to play. It's kind right, of clunky. So let's, let's talk about the controls. It's, it's really clunky. Like, yeah. It, used, it was driving me crazy, by the way, Dan. That, that there were all these sprinting. times where you like um, access like keypads and stuff like that, and you could press R3... So that way it zooms in on the keypad, and then you oh. can use the, then you can use the directional buttons Dude. to like easily move between the numbers. But so, no, Mark, he always had it <laughs> zo- from the zoomed out perspective, and he always like right triggered, you know, right Why? analog sticked carefully to the numbers. And I was like, oh my god, you're making this so much harder. But, see, for but you know, it's even like that's a little thing. That's like I don't understand. It's like when you access that panel. Why you is it just, just zoom in automatically? I mean, I got, I got reasons for you, and I'm pretty sure this, a lot of our complaints go back to how this game was, was designed a PC for a game first, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think they were like, "Well, we could put it on a controller and sell it on a console. Not too hard. Let's do it." And credit to them, they should. But uh, along with that, like I, I just, I, I, it's definitely you lose that precision because I, I think the biggest thing I had, it's like, I'm trying to grab something, but I don't approach it at the right vector, and I got to mm. kind of a shimmy and move. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't think the grab and push mechanic really added a lot of immersion. Yeah, for that me. was another thing. <laughs> oh my god! When I when I watched you try and open that trifold letter for. Oh my god, for... dude! <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here like this, and I, I like if, I, I opened like, it. And it's nothing. If, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's just nothing here. I feel as though this was like the VR experience. Like with VR, it's like do these little things. You're immersed. You're enjoying the game because you're in the world. But press X for Jason. Right. I wanted Jason. to press X for Jason and open that darn trifold press letter. Press R to pay respects. And yeah, I think the controls were really big. Uh, Did you guys have any, like, glitch, glitchy things happen to you? Uh, Dan Dan uh, had some. I, wa- I witnessed some glitchy glitchies. Okay. Yeah, Dan, I, fell, I, watched, I, I, I watched Dan break Steve once. Yeah. He hid from nice. him for a long time. He was stuck in this room. <laughs> and, like, the game had, like, cornered him. Except it didn't. So because Dan never entered his, like, cone of flashlight or his cone of vision, Steve just stayed there. Like, the game decided that there's no way he can get around Steve, but Dan still managed to get around Steve. So Steve (laughs) just stayed there until he eventually walked into the cone of flashlight. But he was there for, like, a good 20 minutes. He stayed there. Like, I was like, all right, got away from Steve. And then I walked away and did some more objectives, and the game took me to the safe that he was staring at yeah <laughs> that i had to open 
And that's when Steve was like, I found you. I'm like, no, yeah. Steve, come on. I thought we had a thing. I thought we had a thing. I thought you just were staring at something on the wall. And then uh, I also witnessed Dan fall down an elevator shaft like three floors <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to no, no damage. fall damage and no death. No, you damage. Know, no, nice. de- no death. Because uh, I don't know if it was because he like he approached it at a crouch or something, but like he like missed a ladder. And then he did the same thing later in the game and it almost like ruined his place, hit that, that chapter. I was playing it. I mean, it technically did. You gave me the code. I'm not sure if I saw it. You did see it on a piece of paper, but it's not easy to, to, um, to put those two together. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I broke the game a lot, Mark, to answer your question. Uh, Well, on that idea of collision, I had this one thing where it was in the first interview. I finally got into the girl's office who you're, you're actually having the interview with. I and forget her name, but yeah. I was, okay. yeah, I forget her name. Carla so, or Clara, one of the two. Carla. Carla. That's her name. So she's coming into the office as I'm in there. So I duck underneath her desk and she comes and she sits in the desk. Oh, so and I'm you're like wedged. underneath it? I'm literally wedged in between her feet and the back of the desk. That's funny. And I'm like, uh, and I must've been clipping something because I can't, I couldn't do anything. I just had to wait. And she, cause she was at her desk working. So I was like, okay, mm. I guess I'm stuck here. And the most frustrating thing was in that interview, I did get to do it twice, not intentionally, because I got about 45 minutes into it and my game crashed Um, and you can't save halfway. So it's like, well, got to start that whole interview over again. I really don't think that that added anything, like having to play a solid hour of the game. I think I think the purpose behind it is, again, to create that tension, because if you know you can save, it's kind of like the original Bioshock where a trophy talk real quick. Um, to, to get one of the hardest, you have to play the hardest. There's a trophy for playing it on the hardest difficulty, and you have to turn off Vita chambers. And when you die, you respawn out of Vita chamber. And so it's like, oh, so some of that. But you can save at any point. So it's like, okay, so if, if I'll just save, and then I'll just reload my save. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes away the tension of it. And it's like thought- how, like, if you're playing a game like Shadow Tactics, and you, which relies on that like quick save. Like, if you take away the quick save, like you you'd have to get way better at the stealth. Right, way better. At, they like, could have done a quick save system where so, yeah. you can only load it once, or like you can only you can't load it. Even, manually. Yeah, maybe like a, like, or even just kind of breaking into checkpoints where it mm. saves at fifteen. If you minutes, have a quick save minutes. and like and a major like chapter save, maybe that would have been fine. Yeah. Well, you I, know? I'm sure they explore these kind of things, and this was a purposeful mm. design decision. It has to I, be. It has I to just be. don't think you don't know if you agree. I think I think we all can uh, agree with the statement that. Well, yes, our money is important. Time is also one of our most valuable currencies. So many games to play. There's so many things to do mm. in our day. I mean, I don't want to spend an hour of my time like dealing with this. I want to have the most so efficient uh, hour. Here, here's the, the biggest problem I have with the game is a lot of the most time consuming things and leads to do are for collectibles and not for story point things. But you don't really know that and going yeah, into them. Like, like, I remember a few times, like, um, working out, like, working out into this office that was hard to get into. Um, you know, I got into, I sneaked in, I opened this, this, uh, safe that I finally found the, the combination for. I had to wait two minutes for the safe to unlock, because that's a thing. And then there's just a vinyl record in there. I don't know. No, like, like, no, like, you know, what? I didn't even feel like I needed to, it to be like a new lead information, but maybe like, tell me what the union act actually is. <laughs> well, why don't we, we touch up on that a little bit? Cause there is a story in this game. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things are happening. So 
it all all centered around this union act. Um, yes. The specifics are kind of hazy, but you kind of know. Okay, this is something about a guy. It's who's an anti-immigrant act, basically. Basically, but it's not. It, it is and it isn't. Well, go go off, Dave, because I I gave okay. up halfway this game. Because the union act is all about, and if you get all the leads in the medicine era, this is where you really find it out. Okay, hmm. the union act is that they want to be able to gather information about everyone so they know exactly what their wants and needs are so to better serve the people and also to make more profit. You know, like, they're all about making money, the Bowman McCarthy mm. group. But they can only do that if they have, like, basically, like, a social security number. Mm. And the immigrants don't have those because that's what oh. they store it against. Right. So they want to get rid of the immigrants just that's so that way that's not a variable in their pool. Interesting. And they, and they, so they, they create the explosion and they pin it on an employee immigrant just so that way there's fuel to the fire of let's get rid of the immigrants. And they have this union act already written. That's one of the byproducts of it is we're going to get rid of the immigrants and people are willing to vote it in, not realizing what they're about to, you know, Cause they're like, like the, cause they wanted to feel safer. Yeah. Cause they want to feel safer. Mm. Yeah. And they think that this will do it. Yes. So by getting all the leaves and doing the interviews, are you able to sway the vote? Like, how does it turn out? Um, if you, are you depending on them? decisions that you make at the end of the game, cause you were able to like save data and like pull hard drives. And at the end of the game, um, super spoilers, Scarlet is like, because you're going to go back to her house. That's where the last interview happens. You're going to talk to um, Mr. Bowman, Charles Bowman. Mm. And um, he's going to, he's, he's already taken your, your dossier and your briefcase at this point. They confiscated it because they know you've been snooping around. Mm. But like you have the drives on you at this point, if you've managed to acquire them. If you didn't acquire, so if you haven't acquired them, you have nothing and basically, the Union Act passes, mm. and nothing. You've changed nothing. If you have the drives, you can opt to not listen to Scarlet, and give them to Charles Bowman, and the Union Act pa- passes. Mm. Otherwise, she tells you, "Okay, um, I left my basement window open. Just put them in my computer and hit send. I have it set up to make a press release with all the information. We just need the actual information." You know, so that's the other option you could do. You could put in the hard drives and it makes a press release. And then, you know, the truth comes out about the explosions and what the Union Act actually is. And then um, the Union Act fails. But there's so much civil civil unrest that you've that the city is left in shambles, supposedly due to rioting. None of this sounds good. Yeah. No, it's not a good ending. It's one I got. Yeah. And then the other thing that can happen is whether or not you do what Dan did and you put the thing in the computer and you overheat that you've actually, what happens is she's using you at that point in the game. Scarlet? Scarlet is using you you to cover her tracks. So she tricked me to put the disc in and have it overheat. Yeah. She's because that erases that apparently erases the connection between her and the acts of that night. Huh. Which so, you, which you do in the beginning. Yes, which you do as Scarlet as in, the, her. in the prologue. But yes. you don't really know what you're doing. 
Well, you're just yeah. Doing well, it you have to do it. There's yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there's nothing you could do to to not do it. You don't know what the what the result is going to be. You know that she's not happy about going through with it. They made that clear in the prologue. Um, but whatever. But like, right. so if you do put in, if you do use the algorithm on the disc, and that you don't overheat the s- server in the li- in the IPA building or or the library, whatever you want to call it, then that she does not get um, absolved, and they are able to trace it back to her, and she gets put on trial, and Alex Dubois gets exonerated. So that's the happy ending, quote unquote. Yeah, but he gets exonerated. His family is still deported, yes. and. Also, the city is in shambles from the riots. So the city will either be in shambles or or or, or the union act the passes, and they don't tell tell you what what that uh, what that means for the city. And I actually think this is a perfect segue to one of the as we kind of talk about the story. So this game has a political nature to it, and I, mm-hmm. we don't see uh, a lot of to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> And we don't see a lot of politics get really, and I think it, especially our hyper partisan times, like mm-hmm. everyone's got an opinion about stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll give it credit for like kind of going there, but as I hear these endings, that frustrates me as, well, oh. either we get rid of the immigrants and that will, will make everything okay. But if the immigrants stay, there has to be up, you know, the city in shambles. Like that sounds annoying to me in terms of, well, to do what I feel is right, I have to deal with this, which I don't think is being caused by them. Like, I don't like. I don't like that at all. It's a very black and white uh, sounding bill. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, this bill, immigrants are dangerous. This bill, oh, it can't pass, according to Scarlet. And that's how the game starts. It's about immigrants, not about, like, protection of information, protection of privacy, none of that. Um, which I guess if you want to dip our toe, it could be compared to the Patriot Act, you know, like how surveillance is a little more encouraged than it might've been. Um, and so on and so forth. So that's the message I think they were going for. It's like, these things are veiled in problems people relate to on some level. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is how they get weaponized and socially moved forward. Yeah. And this is the message, I think, of the Union. This is the purpose of the Union Act in the game for us. Like, this is and, what it is. And it seems to happen in... It seems like it's a, it happening in England, right? Like, we're not... Yeah. Is, that, is that clear? London, so I this is... And this game is how many years ago? 87. No. 1987. But when... when no, it does, came out last year. When oh, did it come out? Last year. Reset? March yeah, last, last year. year. Was it last year, not 2018? No. Okay. Why? So I was going to say, was Brexit? this pre or post Brexit? It's post Brexit. Okay. Got it. But I mean, well, you also have to think it's been in development for a while. But, but Brexit's been, it's not new. That's been going on. Yeah, that conversation. Yeah. But see, again, like, still going back to that, I don't know, maybe it's it's kind of showing my own biases, but like, I, I'm frustrated to hear that, that immigrants have to go if there's going to be order, that there is no pathway to not deporting people and restoring order in this. Yeah. The the message of the game. Well, I think the message is that there's no happy ending, which Um, I guess is realistic, but at the same time, let's, I don't, you don't want that in your video games. I don't, well, it's fair though. I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I have no problem with dark stories, but I do feel not good about ones that, it's either you scapegoat, uh, the, the news is only two weeks later. 
in his defense. Maybe you can I get to a happier ending later, you know, mm. after the riots, you know, you know, for it's like the messy cocoon stage. A messy cocoon <laughs> stage. <laughs> also, this this country, I mean, well, England it, or London, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not doing good already. Like there's already rioting and, yeah. and it's civil it's, unrest. Yeah, it's just not good. So I don't know if this one event, any way it went, would have been good. Mm-hmm. I think either way, it was fated to be a bad time. It's that probably year. best for it not to be like, and then everything was perfect. Yeah, I don't want well, that's not realistic. Glamour of hope. Yeah, right. yeah. I but... just don't, I don't I don't like the dichotomy of maybe I'm oversimplifying. And there's more nuance in it, but. Ah, either immigrants stay and everything's bad, or immigrants go and everything's fine. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's fine, but it's not because everything seems fine. Mm-hmm. But but this man can't have his family in the country, the Dubois, in spite of being exonerated and and not criminalized. Now, mm. now he's criminalized and it's he's still suffering. Like right. So well. Any any lasting any final things you guys want to bring up before we wrap up? I mean, I think this game excelled when it was an escape room, mm. and I loved the puzzles. I'm not saying that because I feel like yeah, I have to be nice. The puzzles are good. The puzzles I, are nice. Some the of them were stupid. Nice. It's just I just think they need to give you better cues mm-hmm. that you know. That there's somebody there. Like I feel like I can I can hear further than that. Like I almost wanted like like I want to play this game with Last of Us listen mode. Mm. Like I want to be able to listen and see silhouettes through the wall. You know, before see, I try and go in that area. The thing about I on that point, the stealth. I feel like the stealth mechanic and this Metal Gear Solid oh part of the reason I don't I don't even know how I can listen to you talk about the stealth mechanic because the way that like they would be obviously saw you and they're like Mr. Miller you can't be over here and <laughs> you would just be like crouch behind a desk like you don't see me you let me let me like, let me refrain if refrain you put your hand over saying. your eyes it's like if I can't see that's you, what I did you that's what me. I did I'll reframe what I'm saying the the stealth mechanic in gaming as a whole. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's pretty I don't want to say controversial, but it's a hot topic because it's hard to nail. That's kind of why mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid got popular, right? Mm-hmm. Kojima knew how to make that mechanic go. Yeah, he knew yeah, how to make just, it interesting. Just hide in a box. Hide in a box. Throw something across the room. Somebody will be distracted. Yeah. And my point is that I think, I mean, I of course I didn't play the game correctly when it came to the stealth sections, but it didn't yeah, feel. Well, I didn't realize how much you didn't hear. That changes yeah. everything. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I'm glad your opinion of me is a little elevated compared to. <laughs> what I put it before. Um, um, my point is that they should have not put stealth in this game. I don't think it helped anything. I, it didn't make me feel like I, I, the clock was enough of a threat. I think. I think time was enough of a threat, and uh, it felt like a bit of an afterthought. But that's just I don't know. Uh, it could have been the way I was playing too. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, and to to pull back the the kimono as the expression goes. What? No, do that. <laughs> to reveal no. myself. Please don't. You know, I think for this podcast, now that are like 106 episodes in, I think we all we always hit the point. It's like when we come on to the show, we want to come forward with our authentic experience. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, we're always kind of balancing that with, well, it's for the podcast, so we really need to do our due diligence to be able mm-hmm. to, to talk about it. 
And this game really struck me. It's like, I knew I should keep playing this game because we're going to talk about it. But at the same time, my authentic experience was, I just hated, I hated this game. Man, yeah. the it's H word everyone. has and come like, out. I, you can't look past the clunky controls. Yeah. The, the, um, the poor stealth. There's one security guard who roams, Steve, and he's everywhere. He's he's he is everywhere. How and is he... he just everywhere all the time? <laughs> I he doesn't even the... want to be there. One thing that got me about Steve too is that his like the game is all about oh everyone's got a schedule. What was his schedule? Did he have a schedule or was he just going wherever you were going? Like what was the? I'm sure he he's must... got like a script. He, but had then a he bit... also responds to his roam. Yeah, like he also responds to sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, and, you know. And just... I just Steve needs to take a break. He does, and I wanted to take a break because I think ultimately like. What he I, needs to the, take a cue from Marlin, who doesn't care wherever you are. Marlin's like, hey, Mr. Miller, all the time. Uh, you got the keys to the detective's office? That's <laughs> great. Literally, <laughs> in, you'll I'm be with be, him. Yeah. You'll be with him in rooms that say staff only. And he's like, how you doing, Mr. Miller? It's <laughs> great. But, I um, love this guy. My, my foul step on it, it's just, I feel the, the voice acting is great. You know, the world is definitely thought out, interesting, and there's yeah. so much depth to all these things. But I just felt, as a player, mm. this game is fundamentally structured in a way that is the opposite that I want to play games. I'm sure it's a budget thing, but it's a little weird that Steve is, like, your, the security guard and, like, bodyguard for you that day, almost. Because it's like, escort. You, go, you go to the four different buildings and he's always the security guard. Yeah, like a dude that they Like, I'm, yeah. I'm in a different building now. That, why did you follow me a, to the medicine Center? That's a David like, pick. That's why like, was... you can't put the drink on the Costa? Why is the Costa there? I was like, I just left. Cup. Why did you guys follow me? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, if I'm going to... You guys really? don't get a lot of guests. Yeah, like if I'm going to ingest <laughs> this world, I'm going to like dive into it. I want to find the nuances. It, I need the time to do that. And the entire structure of the game is to limit that time and just yeah. miss the I mean, it makes completely. sense narratively. Like you showed, up early oh, for an, you showed up early for an interview and your interview is at this time. But like, I don't know. No, it, it makes sense as a game mechanic, but I don't know if it necessarily serves the game. Like, can Nina, your assistant, have, like, sent you with, like, the blueprints of the building ahead of time? Like, get, like, can you have gotten some homework done before you were in there? (laughs) If they let you save during that hour, that alleviates the pressure to get everything on that one run and Mm. to really then start. And and I I guess, again, it takes away that tension, but I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel I had the mm. ability to really enjoy the world because I was always under the gun. There was... No, except for the library, which is really the library section is to tutorial you for the fourth section. Like, that's the only section I played once. Like, I played every section at least two times, if not, like, three to four times. And it wasn't because you had to, but it's because you didn't like the outcome of that. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not. This is not where I'm stopping. Or, like, I... Or maybe... I got so frustrated that I didn't want to play the game anymore mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to wait for my hour to be up. Well, thanks for that happened a to... couple of times too, where I was just like, I, ju- I just don't want to play right now. Like Steve's everywhere and I'm not getting anything accomplished. And I'm just like, I'm turning it off and I don't care that I have to start over. And bump. turn. We're turning yeah. it off now. Occupation. Yeah. 
Farewell, occupation. See ya, occupation. Maybe Sayonara. better on PC. I don't I care. Think, I still think that the story is ambitious, and I'm glad they tried it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Saving Grace. You know? Game story worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff in the way of it, though. It, it's a it's a game that had a lot of great ideas that did not come together. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. But what might come together tonight is the taste maker. Man, we are... <gasps> I am waiting with bated breath tonight, Mark. Bated breath. Well, there's no stakes... And that's, that's right. Because again, There's no stakes, only salmons. Only salmons. <laughs> did I just take away your joke? I did. No, it's no, okay. you're good. Mm. <laughs> well, Dave has the silver monkey. Congratulations, Dave. So we're oh, thanks, playing guys. for for poops and gigs. Um, Wait, Dave should put his silver monkey on the line right now. Why would I do that? Why would he do that? Here and maybe you, you have. Can... He has three points this season. You have zero. I mean, if you wanted to, I wouldn't stop. <laughs> I don't think, Dave, are you declining to wage a all <laughs> for no double, gain? Double or nothing. Like no, I take good. one of Dan Silver Monkey's Ooh. away from him. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I give you, so let's I just give you the play floor. to have a fun time. You're just trying to add agency and and risk. I don't know. I'm good. I don't <laughs> like that game of risk. Well, well, we'll play for bragging rights. So right. tonight I have prepared a game we've played before, but it's been a little while. I'm bringing it back. Let's call it a speed run. Let's call it a speed run. I don't been remember anything about this. Yeah, this. As a weird, it's like the, the add the cricket sounds. Uh, Lister, if you're a new listener, and maybe Dan, if you don't remember what this game is. So I'm going to give Dave and Dan a bunch of games. I'm going to give them, using the website How Long to Beat, the average playtime for this game. They're going to then guess how quick was the world record speed run of this game based off of based off of the average price is right. Well, I right? give you the average just to give you an idea of how okay, yeah. it should be something like this. But whoever gets the closest to it's not the closest without going over. It's whoever's just the yeah, closest. Yeah. Who is the closest to what the speed run not is? price is right rules. Not price is right. Rules. All right. Any One question? second. And also, if like if there's any particulars, it's not always straight. What kind of mode is it? What did they do? Uh, I will give you that to you. Also, I will specify that all these world records are no glitch speedruns. Okay, so it's not. We're not like no, no, no. Super, you, Super Mario World breaking the. Uh, I love yeah, that like the staircase. You can get through it in like thirty seconds now. I this love is, when they do that. Legitimately, no. You're playing through the game. You're finding I, shortcuts. Interesting, because I hate when they do that. I hate. I it. think it's fun. Okay. I think I think that should not be counted in the world record. Oh, that's a controversial statement. Well, we'll tackle that off fine. Let's get going. <laughs> that's not beating the game. All right. Um, I that's will breaking give... the game into telling you that you beat it. That's, is that not victory? Dan, I'm going to let you go first. The one that inspired this, always, because that's what's great about the internet. Jokes happen, and maybe you don't hear about them, but they come back to you. First game, GoldenEye64, a oh, game that we gosh. appreciate a good... <laughs> no, I haven't seen a 113. Uh, I have never seen meme so, Rutsu. Uh, excuse you. Rutsu, sorry. Yeah, Mark Rutsu. I, sh- I showed you the meme. You can't. <laughs> That's true. You brought it to my life. So, Games Golden I64. This uh-huh. speedrun was done in actual N64. How long to beat says the average playtime for Golden I64? 9.5 hours. How fast was the no glitch speedrun, Dan? He's thinking. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Ooh, 9.5 hours down to 15 minutes. Um, I'll go 25 minutes. 25 minutes. The winner, first round, Dave. 
Davis minutes. really sneaky. She's sneaky good at this game. The new glitch speed run, 21 minutes. Oh, come on, seconds. bro. Very close. Bro. Gets bro. Bro. I'm not bro. mad, bro. You got it. Bro, bro man. Next one, Dave, you get first dibs on this. Next game, Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. Classic. Most people say the best Resident Evil. I think mm -hmm. Resident Evil 2 Remake is better, but that's just me. I agree with you, Mark. Well, it's modern. I guess they have that advantage. Anyway, uh, How Long to Beat says 16 hours is the average play time for Resident Evil 4. And I will note that this uh, world record was done on a PS4. So it's not the original thing. It was the uh, re-release. Uh, not a reboot. Uh, what is that? You a just port? Say, it's a port. <laughs> a port. Whatever. Probably a remaster. So 16 hours. Dave, you get first dibs. Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Dan. Let's say one hour and 45 minutes. Oh, Dan, you were close. Dan wins. It is one hour, 35 minutes and yeah. 49 seconds. There Leon. Leon. Leon the professional. Leon, I, isn't that like a really good movie I haven't seen? The movie is phenomenal. It's is it? great. You need to watch it. Leon the professional. There are so many of <laughs> those tonight. There are so many of those tonight where it's like, you have to... You have seen. You, I can't believe you see Trapped in the Closet. That's just. Please like, yeah. don't talk about Trapped in the Closet on the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to think about R. Kelly right now. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you about this one. This one, Dan, I picked specifically for you. you have ready? you seen Weird Al's Trapped in the Drive Thru? No. That's good. Oh, Is that's that a, Oh, I got to watch that. Probably anyway. better than the original. After Pod. Next one Destiny, the Vault don't. of Glass Raid. Don't. Oh. Don't. Now, let me specify the things about this. So how long to beat says, well, actually, I didn't get this from how long to beat. I got this. Other. The average for a first time going through that raid is 48 hours for an experienced team. They say two hours. Yeah. And this was done on an Xbox one with a full team of people. What is the world record of the vault of glass? That's kind of like a half hour. I'm going to say 35 minutes. Dan says 35 minutes. I'm going to go with the meaning of life. I'm going to go with 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Dan, you are closer. The world run, world record run, 16 minutes and 19 wow. seconds. What? They did it that fast? I was on it. I, was on, I didn't want to tell you guys. Was <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one, two, three, four, five, six more. Next one. A game close to our hearts. Remnant, colon, from the ashes. Oh, Remnant, colon, from the ashes. Nice. So, <laughs> how long to beat averages 13.5 hours to get through the campaign. Okay. This world record run was done on a new game. So, not like a, a looped character with all that. Brand new game and solo. Glitchless? Glitchless. Are you kidding? People do. I feel like you have to run into a glitch in Remnant. It's like almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> not intentional glitch, we'll say. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Dave, yeah. Dave gets first steps. So uh, two, two hours. Two hours. Right? Like, we have experience with this one. You know? Like, this is like I try a, to pick things that we have some experience I'm with. trying to imagine how that we, would we even played, work. I think we've all played all, most of these games so far. I'm going to... All right, so you have to do a certain amount of things. You see, is this you any ending? That, you have to do that beginning tutorial? Uh, there, well, it's not like death ending. You have to get to the dreamer at the end. Okay. Spoilers. So then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I mean, that character still makes no sense to me. Um, I'm gonna say three hours. Three, three hours. Hour. One hour more. I don't think it's slower. Dave, you're closer. Dang. World record: one hour, fourteen minutes, and forty-five seconds. Wow! How do you? What? I mean, that's how long we spent. 
on Gore-Tex. And always, like, if you look up the, the website, Speedrun, where they have all the records, they have videos posted of everything. So if you ever want to go watch it... Go so is it 2-2 two to two right now? Is that right? It is 2-2. Two to two is This is a score. competitive tastemaker. This is getting mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And we got five more. Next one, uh, because it came up at a previous podcast, The Last of Us. And we were talking about how uh, long is that game? Oh, you see, this is... I don't remember it, but So it this is the first skewed. one. How long to beat says 15.5 hours. And I will specify this is skipping cutscenes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, me and David I mean, will play, for all obviously. Obviously. Uh, this is my go? Yes. Yeah. Two hours. Two I was going to say three. I'll, say, I'll stick with three. It's going to be three because three, three was the first thing I was going to say. Dave, you were coming mm-hmm. up ahead. Two hours, 49 minutes, and 58 seconds. Dang. It's pretty good. Next one. I, I'm glad we're keeping uh, this gentlemanly. No one's saying, like, well, two hours, one minute. You know what I, I mean? I get my math all crazy here. I'm happy that you have that rule. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, next game, also... <laughs> The Legend of Zelda, colon, Wind Waker. Oh, my God. How, How long to beat you? says 29 hours. I love that game so much. And uh, Now, there are notes on this. I don't understand some of them. Maybe you guys will understand Read them, them to me. Any percent... No mm. AU slash BS. I don't know what that means. Uh, well, there's a, no BS. Uh, well, no, I don't think it's no. BS. I think it's like a version thing. Um, oh, the, Australian. Then. The Tingle Tuner? <laughs> yeah. Is <go> Tuner? <laughs> yeah, Tingle's got a tuner. Don't ask questions about it. So it's Tuner, and this was done on GameCube. Okay. So, so. basically, I think this means that it's not the Wind Waker HD version. I'm got, yeah, this is OJ. 29 hours. Dave, you get first tips. Love this game. You know what's so hard is you're trying to like take it in the frame of mind of a of what it would be like to play it seriously as a um speedrunner. As a speedrunner right. cuz like I was like cuz I'm like I've only played this game taking my sweet ass time, like in trying as, to enjoy as it. As most people it's, do, I think playing it. You know? Such a pretty game and it's you so know? much fun to ride the boat. Um, fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say three hours, twenty minutes, nineteen seconds. Wait, and now he's messing with me. What? He literally just said he's gonna. Keep no. no, I'm saying I'm glad that we're not doing anything where you're only taking like one second or one minute oh, away like from the score, so you're closer to it via. Well, like, I mean. Lot- line. Uh, well, if you think there falls in a way, but it's close, gonna... I will tell you guys how to play. Sayings probably like two hours. Two hours. Just two hours then? No, let's do two and a half. Two and a half. This is one of those again that I think Dave is really good at this and I don't understand how. So Dave said three hours, 20 minutes, 19 seconds. The actual one, three hours, 48 minutes, 17 seconds. You were off by 28 minutes somehow. <laughs> I would almost accuse you of cheating, but it's impossible for you to cheat in this. Dan, you could still win, but you can't lose any other rounds. That's that's true. I can't lose, baby. I can't, can't lose. <laughs> Next one. Perspective. Shoot like crazy. Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh. How long to beat? 31.5 hours. This was done classic. Any percent? I think that's it. What was the how, how was the how long to be? Thirty-one point five. And this could be like one of the horrible endings where you get like what's his face killed. It's um, possible. Any of them? I think 
that's all determined by the end, that last mission, though. Or the, yeah. your choice before the last mission. Anyway. Dan, you, you got first pick. GTA. 31.5. approach this glitchless? Like, I don't get it. You gotta okay. drive really fast. I guess. Uh, I guess that's just uh, this is a guess. I'm gonna say. I like three hours tonight. I don't know why. Three hours. Three hours. All right then. Dan. Dan. Dave. And Dan went. Hmm. He said three, right? I did. I'm gonna Please. say. Oh, man, you have to really find your way fast around you the city. You gotta know though. that San Andreas, baby. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Los Santos. Los Santos. More, more than just, more <laughs> than just San Andreas. That's what I said. Um, Los Santos. Um, San Andreas is way too long of a game. But anyway. I wonder what this... Anyway. Like, I'm going to go longer. Center. I'm going to go longer. What do you got? I'm going to say like... Um, four... 4.45. I'm going to say. 4.45. Closer to five hours. I like it. But still airing on the <laughs> Four side. hours, 45 minutes. <laughs> Cementing his undefeated status yeah. in this game. Dave... Speed run, five hours, 57 minutes, and 20 seconds. I almost said six hours is what I almost said. Oh, I should have said minute, that. Let's finish minute. these out. Let's finish these other ones out. Two more. This one blew my mind. You okay, ready? Good. Yep. I think he's going to say 20 minutes. Go on. Game possibly coming up very shortly. Slay the Spire. Yep, 20 mm. minutes. This was kind of hard to figure out because they vary. Um, so how long to beat says 11 hours. I think that's to beat What's What three- is the criteria? You get to the end of the the third thing, the third just beating the third thing, not be, defeating the heart, not defeating the heart, but getting nah, that's not it. beating the game. Well, that's why it was like hard to figure out what exactly means. But what the speed run means is you pick a character, and you get to the yet you get to the end of the third floor, on a generic run. Does that make sense? I um, say. Well, 20... I will give you a, a specification. This was done with the ironclad. I okay. will say twenty-two minutes. 22 minutes. You give me 22 minutes and I'll give you the Slay the Spire. <laughs> what do you got, Dave? What's your counterpick? Um, I'm going to say that someone who really, really knew the deck had taken off all the animations and stuff like that. that, that you know, he's getting like in there. Click through it. I'm going to say that they beat it in 18 minutes. Wait. Again. That's not very different. He's very no! Close. <laughs> You ready? You have to watch it. I don't even understand it. Four minutes and 27 seconds. Four Stop minutes. It. I don't even understand how it happens. It's just how he's do you read he's that clicking. fast? He's just clicking. And they, it, it happens. And, it's not and I know you can turn on the animations, but I'm like, why would I do that? I want to enjoy yeah, seeing it. what happens. All right. Last but one. Like, Greatest game from last year. Untitled Goose Game. How long did beat says three hours? Mm. This was done any percent. So not like you did all the t- it's you do the most basic of tasks. I'm gonna say ten minutes. I was gonna say fifteen. I'll say I'll stick with what I was gonna say. Fifteen minutes. Ooh, this is the closest one ever. Dan, you edged him out. Twelve yes. minutes, nineteen seconds. How do you goose you beat, that fast? You beat day. day I mean, by it's just not. Seconds. It's just there's if you know what to do, there's nothing stopping you. You yeah. know what it is. That's a very foul outcome for the uh, characters in that game, wouldn't well, you say? Well, we've hit the end of the Dinosaur Machines <laughs> Game Club podcast. And the yes, end of the season. Have. Thank you, listener. Oh, my for... God. Season 17. You did such good things for us. Another one in the books, boys. 17 seasons. 
I mean, we, the season number, I remember when we came up with that, very arbitrary. I was like, let's do six games. There's three of us, two games a season. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to yeah. do? Like three games? It'd be less. So yeah, it makes it sound like we've been doing this podcast for four years. But now the question is, does Dave have the machine prepared? We have. All right. The machine is ready. On the docket for next season, we have Streets of Rage 4, Slay the Spire, Creeks, Air, Memories of Old, Hypnospace Outlaw, and 1980X. <gasps> Come on, something. <gasps> Ooh. Ah, it's Slay the Spire! Slay the Spire! I'm gonna beat it in four minutes. You're gonna beat it, Dave's gonna beat it. I'm gonna four minutes. play it's it possible. as well. I mean, Have you played you, it at all yet, Dan? I've played it. I've been. I suck at it. Uh, well, we'll I'm talk about. Worst. We'll talk about why you suck on it on the next episode of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. As um, always, listener, thank you for listening. You can listen us to all the usual avenues: the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, is anywhere. I always turn it to my dad by the end of a. You podcast. do. It's very ah, strange. Sound. It's oh, oh, yeah, you go with this. Spotify. I don't think we're on SoundCloud anymore. We, on what? I don't think I don't think our SoundCloud updates. I think oh, oh I don't think so it's, anymore. It's just no. it, we're out of well, SoundCloud. Stitcher, I, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Well, wherever yeah. you're listening to this, just keep yes. listening to there yes. and leave Please. us some nice reviews if you liked us. You can always reach out to us as Twitter as usual, Dino underscore Machines. I'm at Macrocrack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Dano Mac. And we'll see you next time, listener. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.